do you know? You build flying machines and you walk on water and yet you know nothing about life. I know that a podcast without love is no podcast at all. Oh, well, we'll have to see about that on this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 138, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you'd like to be one of our amazing patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Diego Avila, The Film and Film Podcast, Pierre Guzman, and a secret patron as well. Wow. Was that all in one breath? Just, yeah. I was, That's pretty impressive. Just, if there's one more, I would have missed it. But thank you all so much. You you guys make me breathless with your Man, support. So take thank you. my breath away. <laughs> All right, we need more patrons. We need one more to make (laughs) Francis go. Oh, my. My name, as my good friend Paul Master Interrupter just said, is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer, and I predicted that Ever After would be a tragic movie. What? Uh, For those new to the show, for those new to the show, that's my wife talking in the background, and uh, tragic is our lowest rating. Uh, But before we introduce our guest, not my wife, someone else, and uh, the co-host, here is your Francisco's boop, 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 boop flash announcement. Uh, recently, even though we're recording this way in the past from when you're listening, I recently uh, started a Fiverr gig for pixel art uh, creating. Like if you have a f- picture of yourself and you want that converted into pixel art, uh, I have that now. So I'd love to help you create a pixel art character of yourself. So go to... RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr to go to my Fiverr page where you can find that gig. And that is your Francisco's boop, boop, boop. Yes, it's completely self-promotion right here at the start. But why not? (laughs) No, no. I'm just surprised that you have it linked to the the Retro Rewind Podcast page now. Well, no, because it'll be easy. I mean... All the links oh, here sure. are retrorewindpodcast.com. So it just makes right, it easy. Yeah. Make it consistent for people and easy. to understandable. Get there. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Good. That was your Francisco's boop 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 flash announcement. Now I'd like to welcome to the show, as always, my good friend. Oh good. It's co-host, about time I can come on the show. And first mate, I think, Paul, <laughs> the master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul. Hey Francisco. Thanks Hi. for uh, having me aboard again. Yeah. On another one, mission. Maybe one day I'll get wise about that. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> Paul, here's your trivial question for Ever After. As depicted in the film, the real Leonardo da Vinci kept the Mona Lisa with him at all times until his death. What? Yeah. This is IMDb trivia. Take it with a grain of salt. So it could be wrong. But Paul, oh, okay. my question for you is, what piece of art that you own would you make sure you have wherever you moved? Like, you'd make sure that this one piece does not get lost. Actually, I have two pieces, and they're from high school when I drew in high school hmm. of uh, my own 
superheroes that I created back. Oh then, yeah, with the Bubble Man. Team. Yeah, yeah. I have two posters that I made uh, back then, and I always keep those with me. Nice. Uh, sometimes they're hung up. Sometimes they're not. Uh, but yeah, I have those. Very cool. All right. And Paul, what was your prediction for Ever After? I predicted this movie would be a classic. Really? Okay. Yeah. Very good. So we're at opposing sides. Yeah, so and far. Now we'd like to welcome for the first time to the show, Kim Keating. Welcome, Kim. Hello there. Hello. So Kim is the wife of one of our patrons, Brian, and a longtime listener. And apparently Kim listens to the podcast as well. I just found that out. Thank you so much, Kim, for being one of our listeners. Uh, can you please share with our other listeners? I have a few questions, but first off, can you tell us what you do for a living? I am a freelance social media and marketing and WordPress website builder. Whoa, awesome. I, yeah, and virtual assistant. Oh, very nice. So wow. I can work at home and be with the kids and be their taxi whenever they need it. Nice. Awesome. Crazy taxi. Hey, hey, hey. Let's. <laughs> That's pretty much my day. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I hope your kids are a little nicer to you than the the people in oh, that they're game. So nice. <laughs> they're nice. <laughs> oh, good. Kim, another question I have for you to, again, get to know you a bit better. What is your favorite movie genre? Uh, I have a few. I I like goofy comedies quite okay. a bit. Okay. Um, I do watch a lot of sci-fi, um, sometimes unwillingly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that'd be your favorite then. If it's well, it's becoming, it, it's my favorite, but I don't like to tell anybody about that too much. Oh. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a I guilty like, um, pleasure. It is secretly I get invested, but well, Brian's going to find out now. Oops. <laughs> Don't worry. No, no one listens to the podcast. So, oh wait, yes, no, I guess nobody. he does. <laughs> I do. So comedies. I like romance. Um, I like historical dramas. So those could, are. Would you be able to put one of those above the rest? Historical okay. dramas. Histor- oh, okay. Nice. And I do like a lot of history. Awesome, Kim. Uh, well, then here is your trivial question for Ever After. And this yeah. is well, a semi-longish one, I suppose. Uh, You're only making it longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Paul. In the movie, Danielle rescues the prince from gypsies by carrying him on her back. According to legend, when King Conrad III defeated Duke of the Duke of Wealth, 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 Welsh, W-E-L-F, Wealth, I guess, yeah, in the year 1140 and placed Weinsberg uh, under siege, the wives of the besieged castle negotiated a surrender which granted them the right to leave with whatever they could carry on their shoulders, which the king allowed. Each woman took her own husband on her so- shoulders and carried him out. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, so it must be true. And is <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. Of course it's true. Uh, the king laughed and accepted the women the woman women's clever trick. A king, he said, should always stand by his word. Uh, Kim, I'm curious, could you carry out Brian from uh, I don't know. Could you carry Brian if you had to? Escape from gypsies or a uh, besieged city? If Yes, I could. Adrenaline makes you do funny exactly. things. Exactly. Lift heavy cars and stuff. So I think if I really had to, I would. I would. I would awesome. be able to. And 
if he's nice to me, I would actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he's nice. Only if he's nice. <laughs> Be warned, Brian. You're you're on notice. Be nice. <laughs> no, yes, I um, would definitely do it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I th- and finally, Kim, what was your prediction for Ever After? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. All right. Oh, all right. Across the board. We are across the board. Uh, Paul, please enter the course for Alice, and we'll get going and see if those predictions panned out into actual ratings. Let's have a roundtable discussion on Ever After, and including what we liked and didn't like, and what we liked most and didn't like most. And we'll come back for a final rating and maybe some feedback and announcements. Yeah, also... Find us ever after, if you so please. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. At Blockbuster, we guarantee the hot new releases will be there, like this. Rent Ever After, tonight and go home happy. The fate of a child, the destiny of a prince, the legend of a love. Just breathe. Ever After, rated PG-13. Guaranteed to be there at Blockbuster Video. Yes, it is guaranteed to be there at Blockbuster Video. But are we guaranteed to have memories that actually lined up with what happened in Ever After? Well, here is our memory mind melt synopsis to find out. Drew Barrymore's dad marries Angelica Houston. Danielle, Daniela, greets her father with a bit of mud on her face. Then you see her friend head to toe in mud, exhausted, as she exclaims she slaughtered him. Then dad dies, and Drew becomes the house servant. Drew goes to to a fair where she talks with the prince, though she only finds that out later. Then Cinderella meets Leonardo da Vinci. Later, the gypsy tells Daniela she can have anything she can carry. She walks right past him, picks up Henry, curtsies, and walks away. Later, Daniela straight out punches Drusilla. I wish that happened in the Disney version. Drew is kept from going to the ball so stepmom's daughters can go, but somehow Drew gets there anyway with the help of da Vinci, who helps the prince meet Cinderella. The prince finds her, and they get married. The best burn of all time? Show them the treatment they have shown me. Then you see the stepmother and sister in purple dye. So it's pretty close. Well, it's pretty close, but like she wasn't. Her name wasn't Daniela. Uh, it was Danielle. It, it was Danielle. Uh, and I messed that up. Oh no, no, that I'm sure that was me. I, I no, mean, it was well, is. Is weird, sort of a mind melody. So who's who's to say whose memories were who? But we, I can definitively say that they were not all correct. In fact, I think they were incepted. But Paul, tell us what was correct in terms of who was in this movie, who directed it, how did you at the box office? You know, technical stuff like that. All right, the Ever After is not rated. Runs an hour and twenty seven minutes and was released. In June twelfth, two thousand fourteen. It wasn't rated. No, not the two thousand fourteen version. Oh my gosh, Paul! What we're talking about the nineteen ninety eight version with Drew Barrymore. Oh, not the Ever After. No, this okay. is Ever After: A Cinderella Story. Okay, all right. Ever After: Colon A Cinderella Story. And Ever After was the original title. Apparently, they changed it at some point. Who knows when? It's rated PG-13. Uh, who knows what. So it has a rating. Okay. Yes. 
It runs an hour, or sorry, two hours and one minute, and was released on July 31st of 1998. It was directed by Andy Tennant, and it stars many people, including Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and she, Drew Barrymore played Danielle uh, slash Cinderella, and was also... Uh, Gertie in E.T. Extraterrestrial, which we covered yeah, was. on RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 69. I was afraid you weren't going to admit that one. Because it's one of the worser movies that we've covered. No, I'll still say it. it. In your opinion. apparently people like it. Yeah. Apparently. Okay, this movie also stars George <laughs> Fenton. Uh, no, it does not star George oh, Fenton. Oh, fine. He did the music. <laughs> but... I guess you could say the music was a star if you liked it that much. My wife yes. would attest to that. But yeah, he composed the music for this and also scored Groundhog Day, which was uh, Richard on podcast.com slash 73. Yeah. All right. The budget of this film was about $26 million and it went on to gross about almost $100 million Whoa. worldwide. Okay. Plus almost $30 million in rentals alone. Well, very good. So ever after that, I think we'll talk about the things that we liked about <laughs> Ever After. Lame segue. Uh, let's start with our guests, though. Uh, Kim, what's one thing you liked about this movie? Um, Angelica Houston's entrance. Oh really? What what particularly yes. about that? So when did she you like? came out of the carriage, when she just sort of came out very quizzical, like, "What is this place?" Mm-hmm. Because I liked it because the last time I had seen her in something was Adam's Family. Yes. And then to see her as like, I'm like, "Wow, she's gorgeous!" And then the effect of it was obvious. You know, everyone in the theater when I saw it went like, oh! <laughs> as soon as the guys afterwards, where they're all like slouching, and then they stood straight up just at the sight of her. And that's kind of like mm. what happened in the theater when I remember it. Oh, wow. Okay. So her entrance really made an impact on me. And she's just, she's a gorgeous lady. Mm-hmm. Did, did you find uh, Angelica Houston's uh, to be someone of presence in this movie, Paul? I thought she did an excellent job being the worst person ever. <laughs> <laughs> Almost the worst person. I, I was going to say. say, I was, I was, yeah, Paul yeah, yeah, yeah. The but we'll, we'll get more into that later. I okay. thought she right. did, but she did an amazing job. You know what? Honestly, I thought she brought a little humanity to this role. There were certain mm. moments and looks that she made, like she. There were a couple moments where it looks like, you know, she was hurting too. And this, and she's just trying to get through life. And it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't anything she said, but I thought Angelica Houston really played that, that part well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's actually one of my likes as well was um, not only Angelica Houston, but also, uh, and I'm sorry. So Angelica Houston played the Baroness. Uh, and also one of her daughters, Jacqueline, I thought they were really interesting, sympathetic villains. Um, I, they weren't all evil. Like, uh, Drusilla, Drusilla. Is that the other Marguerite. sister's names? Marguerite. Marguerite. Who's Drusilla? That was a, a mis- <laughs> Oh, in the mind melt. That's why it's incepted. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. that totally threw me for a loop guys. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Marguerite, I feel like she was like the villain. Uh, but yeah, I, like Paul was saying, really? certain looks, 
from the from Angelica Houston's Baroness uh, certainly made it feel like yeah she she did have humanity. There was hurt. I almost got the impression that like she has this speech about when she's telling Danielle how uh, her own mother. Uh, the Baroness's mother uh, would make her like wash her hands or wash her face like 20 times a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that, Kim? Wash her face. Wash her face. Times a day. Yeah. And, and she says, Oh, well, it was, it was good for me or something. But I, I almost got this sense that it was this wound that the only way she had to make sense of it, because this is her mom. Uh, saying she has to do it and if she loves her mom then she needs to somehow make sense of why she's making her do this like thing that's i think we could all classify as not good and ocd ish so it must have been just the right thing to do and so i'm going to impose this this mindset on other things and and i but i could still sense some pain there so that and also, so with her, definitely that I thought was compelling. And also Jacqueline. With, okay, go ahead. Being, I was confused with her, what you meant by who her was with the pronoun The game Baroness, sorry. You, you, okay, Angelica so Houston. Now, now I'm going so to Jacqueline. So you were talking about the mother and now you're switching to? To the, the sister, the sort of, I mean, I think she was beautiful, but I guess the homelier of the two sisters, if you're going to qualify Jacqueline? that. Yeah, Jacqueline. The brunette? Yes. I, I, I mean... <laughs> At first, I I had forgotten that she was going to end up being pretty much on uh, Danielle's side. It seemed like she just didn't want to get on her mom's bad side, which I can appreciate why she would remain silent. And you could see that she knew what was going on wasn't okay, but at the same time, she didn't want to. She didn't want to be the one in the crosshairs. So I'm going on way too long. I just really appreciated their performances. I thought they were. They played them really well, and those characters were, were really good, sympathetic villains. Long story short, too late. All right, I, I, <laughs> one of my one of my likes is also uh, the Jacqueline sister. It's nice oh, really? to not have the yeah. two, the typical two stepsisters against you. Where mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't perfect, like in the time where she's like, "Well, if you listen to mom and do what she says, you'll be okay." You know, so. I mean, she wasn't completely on Danielle or Cinderella's side here, mm-hmm. but she was a lot more uh, likable than the other sister. Oh, Although I sure. will say, the other sister, Jacqueline, is out when when she finds no, out. No, not Jacqueline. Uh, Marguerite. Not Jacqueline. Marguerite. Yeah, Marguerite. When she finds out in front of the queen and has this like hissy. Oh gosh. <laughs> and then she says, "Are you okay?" <laughs> To be, I, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, I'm curious, uh, Kim, was did did the humor in this movie happen to make one of your likes be on one of your likes list? Um, beyond that. Oh, it is it, even beyond that. It was, yeah. Okay. Was, well, I was. We'll get in that. We'll way. get in that. Okay, that's fine. You hate the yeah. comedy. I get it. Uh, but no, she then, said beyond I, it. Uh, Paul with, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 with the puns. Uh, Kim, what's one other thing you liked? Um. Well, there was the change in well the in Jacqueline. We uh-huh. Oh, that. okay. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the I did like that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else I had. The costumes. 
Oh, okay. Well, what about the costumes? Really, um, I was I was into the whole Renaissance fair going down to mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. San Bernardino when I was in high school. Yeah, to the Ren fair. Nice. And, uh, yeah, but just the historical accuracy of a lot of it uh-huh. was astounding to me because if you look at paintings of that time mm-hmm. and to what they had, it's very spot on. Really? And, oh, um, cool. Yeah, even right down to. Danielle's um, daily work dress, I guess you could call it. Uh, uh-huh. The stitching was hand done, even down to the holes. Oh, wow. They were hand punched. So I was just astounded at that, just that they paid so much attention to that historical accuracy. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of other stuff that's not historically accurate at all. <laughs> but the costumes, what? they were just gorgeous. They were just, and they, yeah. They just made the movie for me, really. I find myself just staring at the costumes and not what they're doing in the scene. And, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So definitely and the costumes. Along with the costumes, I thought the setting, um, the you know, the shooting locations were mm-hmm. very appropriate. I thought yeah. that that just helped envelop you into the story. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are both talking about things that made this... Move, like grounded this movie and made it feel yeah. real, not just a, a fairy tale that didn't really happen. This felt like it it very well could have happened. And I, I definitely I definitely appreciate that about this movie as well. So very well, that's cool. my other like is oh. that the fact that they started this off with like I think it was the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. Um and how the whole idea of well let let's tell let me let us tell you how it really happened mm-hmm. and i i like the way they did that and how they pulled that off i thought they did a good job of that mm-hmm. i would agree with that um something else i would agree with that uh we haven't really mentioned yet and this is only a small part in the movie but it it actually really impacted me but the the death of august august August, the the dad of Danielle and the oh, okay. husband Thank of you. I was uh, like the, the month died. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get a birthday anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, when August dies, that yeah. that really made me feel for um, Danielle. I think just because she has so much, she's so bright eyed and has so much life, yeah. and to just have that happen when she's yeah. like looking forward forward to him, like waving at the gate and all. Um, I just that really that. That brought me close to tears, honestly. It was, it was really impactful. Though, Later in oh. life, I felt sorry for um, Angelica Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, totally. She just arrived. Yeah. And she's like, don't leave me here. And, like, yeah, she doesn't know what to make of this. And it's like. And he doesn't say he loves her after oh, they just got that married. Is tough. Yeah, that he has all, all his affection is pretty much for. His daughter, which makes sense because they have like eight or plus years together, and he has he loves them both. But he he couldn't say that. No, he said, "I love you twice to the daughter, and none further." Uh, Let's put it this way: she's Angelica Houston, (laughs) so (laughs) I don't know. I I felt sympathy for both, so I thought it was well done. All right, well, all all that to say though, even though I liked it so much, I felt like the. The zoom slash tracking shot that I think they first started doing in Jaws, I thought that was just a little too on the nose for like I I don't need that to feel the emotion that took me out of the movie made made me feel like oh I'm watching a movie. It's oh, a cool with special a, effect. Uh, I think it's it can be overused. Even I mean I love so I am 
diehard Fellowship of the Rings. That's my favorite of the trilogy is Fellowship. And even there, it's like, eh, when they use it, so... All right. Well, you know what? If we're going into dislikes, no, I'm sorry. I didn't, we're not going. Well, into you dislikes, started it. No, I'm no, 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 no. Okay, let's get All back right. on. Get oh, back on oh, that was a close one. <laughs> Kim, <laughs> but you know, we are close. Kim, why don't you give us one more thing you liked before we get into our classic makers forever after? You know, when I compared it, well, when I saw Carling Marguerite Drizella, mm-hmm. it's because there were little nods to the Disney version. Oh, really? Okay. My whole Cinderella experience began. Um, okay. <laughs> there was one scene where it's after, I think, believe it's after the gypsies. Henry goes back to the castle, opens up the curtains to the bed and says, I have an announcement. And then the king snorts and says, off with his head. Yeah. And that goes back to one of the scenes in the cartoon version. Oh, really? The, yeah. Like the king gets woken up in there and he does the same thing and he's sword fighting or something in his sleep and he's like off with his head oh fun yeah i I noticed that i was like what (laughs) for some reason i thought that was a i don't know why but i i associate with off with her head or his head i i have a steep association of that with um alice in wonderland Oh, uh, I wonder why. I don't know why. Because that's what the Queen of Hearts says all the time. Okay, screams it. All right, so that okay, yes, then that's why. Uh, But okay, I I had forgotten that that happened in the in the Disney animated version. So that's cool. Yeah, Yeah, we should cover that movie sometime. Uh, Yeah, no. I guess we could if it gets put up. I just I'll predict tragic now, and I'm probably not going to have a good. You just trend, said so. you liked that part, so you might as well just like the movie. Which, anyway, moving on. Which part? What about the king? I didn't say I liked it. I thought that was you cool. The that was well. That's because it's in this movie, not yeah. So there you go. You can like the other one now. <laughs> You have permission to like a Disney movie. It's okay. Thanks, Paul. Why don't you, and you have permission to tell me your classic maker now. So go for it. I think Drew Barrymore in this role is so delightful. I thought mm. she just hit it out of the park as uh, wait, playing wait. Danielle. You're watching Cinderella. Fever Pitch? No, we're no, watching Fever After. Wrong Drew Barrymore movie. I've never seen that, and I don't plan on you seeing You said you hit it out of the park. She hit it out of the yes, park. So I got yes. confused. It's okay. what, what am I supposed to think, Paul? Oh, you're, you're supposed you're to playing think a baseball that... thing with Drew Barrymore at Fever Pitch. Oh, uh-huh. You're funny. <laughs> Going back to Ever After, I thought she was delightful and a fun character. It, it really, she, the emotion that she brought really made me want to root for her. And even in the toughest times, she was resilient yet respectful and sweet and mm-hmm. really honorable. Yeah, totally. Did you did you feel that way as well, Kim? I did. I thought she she showed a lot of determination for someone in her position mm-hmm. um, when she could have crumbled easily. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I do agree with that. Um, jumping off of uh, Paul's classic maker, I'll go into mine a little bit. But uh, for me, it was the banter between Henry and Danielle. I just I I, I loved. The humor that came out of them first, like, um, sort of poking at each other, or I guess it's almost like they're fencing just with words. So that was very fun to watch, very enjoyable. And just 
it, it made great fodder for seeing their relationship grow, and it felt like a very natural progression. <clears throat> it, it just didn't feel like this romance was rushed, which you see in a lot of other stories. Although, I well, I guess this the focal point or the focus of this movie is the romance, so it would be weird for them to rush it, but... They did a good job in not rushing it. Yeah, so I guess they did a good job making the movie or making the movie they wanted to make. (laughs) And raising the stakes in the uh, romance and the relationship as as it carried on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Though, honestly, as those stakes rose, I became less... I just... For some reason, I just want to see them banter. <laughs> I just like that so much. Oh, so wow. when it when it got when it got super serious, I was like, uh, I, "Okay, I know you need to do these. You need to do this to <laughs> get to the end point where things are good again." But uh, okay, uh, but I did. So I that was my classic maker though. Was their at least the first half of their relationship, and just that their relationship felt authentic, but. Kim, I'm curious, is that related at all to your classic maker? A little bit. I just put the humor in general throughout yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. There was just some really laugh out loud moments that you're like, really? That just happened? Like, I she know. flat out, when she flat out punched Marguerite. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at first, you're like, oh, gosh, she just said, oh, that about her mother. That's so sad. And she just marches right after her and just punches her. And when Jacqueline, and her around the house. yeah, and there's a just, bee in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about how her heels went up and over. Yes, that. So there's just all these little touches of even down to when the queen said something about divorce. Think choose wisely. Divorce is something they only do in yeah, England. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was historically inaccurate at the time, but um, just the humor throughout the movie, all these little touches. It would just. It, it kept interest in this household, um, but I loved it. Yeah, and I, I honestly was very taken aback that I laughed out loud as as much as I did in a movie like this. I was not expecting that. Um, and I don't remember laughing as much when I originally saw it. Uh, like like I think we may have mentioned, this is my wife Chrissy's one of her favorite movies growing up. Um, and so she, as soon as we got um, started going out or even after we were married, she's like, you got to watch this. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Same reaction here. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Do we have to? Not alone. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to maybe reasons why some people may have a reaction like that at the at the thought of watching Ever After, uh, aka our dislike section, let's go to our. We like to go out to our social media channels and say, "Hey, what do you remember about the movies or video games we cover?" And we did that forever after. Here's what some of you had to say. And apologies for getting these names wrong. And there's a lot, so I'm just going to thank you all at the end. Shalea Autumn Collins says, I'm pretty sure me and the girls, Leveta Cooper, Caroline Cooper, Painter, Bethany Hubner, and Rose Cooper. <laughs> Whoa. I love you, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Remember just about everything. Joy emo- emoji. Uh, Caroline Cooper, Painter, Says, one of my faves, you look like a girl. <laughs> That's what I am, halfwit, yes. <laughs> Our Courtland Tro says, my all time favorite movie. Wow. Uh, Kelly McKintree Higden says, 
What do I remember about this movie? Drew Barrymore's terrible accent, the fact that her character read Utopia at her young age, and that she claimed to be trained by her father, though she was eight when her father died. So to be or to be an excellent with the sword. I like the story though. Angelica Houston was an excellent villain. I preferred the updated Cinderella. I think they mean the the um Disney update live action version. Oh, That'd be my guess. Yeah. They didn't okay. specify, but uh, Deborah Powers says, I remember so hating the stepsisters and stepmother. They got their comeuppance in the end, though. LOL. Drew did a good job with Cinderella. Josh Berkey says, I'm not going to lie. This movie is very forgettable for me. I see it like passing through it like a uh, thrift store sometimes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I guess this came out right around the time Shakespeare in Love. And Shakespeare in Love was just a better film. I I uh, think Shakespeare in Love was 99? I don't know. But in my opinion, even though it won Academy Award, it's not a better film. Oh, yeah. It was 99 because it, it beat out Saving Private Ryan, which I, I was like in the Saving Private Ryan boat. Mm. So anyway. Okay. Uh, uh, Wardale White says, what I remember about this was never seeing it. It wasn't a movie I had desired to see. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dale. Thank you. Danae Berg says, I shall never forget the way Margaret's feet went up over her head like that. <laughs> While Drew Barrymore cannot do an accent, this was one of my all-time favorite movies growing up. Mm. I loved fairy tale retellings. A smile emoji. Angelica Houston was fantastic, in my opinion. Valerie Geary says... Christy watched this so many times, referring to my wife, Christy. Uh, joy emoji, joy emoji, joy emoji. That's what I remember. Also, the prince jumping off a cliff. <laughs> uh, Christy says, love this movie. Michael Withers says, I remember that I watched it. Also, I think I liked it, but you would think I'd remember more if I did. Uh, nostalgic. Uh, Celeste Morris says, twas a bee. Twas a, a bee, your highness. Uh, loved her sass. So much female spunk in this movie. Took the princess from being helpless to being someone who could take care of herself, but still appreciated when the prince came to save her. Dallas and I rem- uh, Dallas and I may be watching this soon. <laughs> Heart eye emoji. And then uh, baby nightlife favorite. Oh, good <laughs> Baby Nightlife says, there we go. favorite movie ever. So thank you, everyone, for sharing your memories and what you thought or whether you liked or didn't like this movie. It's awesome to hear from you. Uh, be a part of our – follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll share all those the links for those at the end here. But that's the best way to uh, interact with us about these movies and video games. Now we'll interact with the things we didn't like about this movie, much like I didn't like that segue I just did. So all <laughs> you know what? I'll go ahead and start us off by saying now well, I, okay, this is I, I will be upfront. This is a lame dislike. I didn't at first actually I didn't really follow why. Danielle was going to the court, like why she put on 
great. The dress. You reopened the logic box. Okay, go well, ahead. I, go I, ahead. No, no, no. Go. Please continue. I, I, Why? Go, when? Okay, please. I'm trying to continue. Keep it around. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to follow. Here we go. All right. I'm being the nice one tonight. <laughs> I'm always the mean one. So, so I understand that that she frees Duncan okay. from. Okay, from you guys are just gonna let that pass. That's fine. She frees Duncan from being getting sent to the Americas, and that's so that's a good reason she's there. And I guess that's the reason she went, but it was not yes. clear at all to me that that's why she was going at while I was watching the movie. I'm like, really? She just decides to put on a dress and go. Uh, she has these twenty shillings. Maybe she's going to just she's they, going they to just pretend. About, no, said, in the kitchen they were talking about what she should do, and and yeah, they were but, saying, oh no, you should do this, you should do that, and it's like, oh, should, that's enough to free Duncan. Yeah, but she said that. I thought one of the other children said he was in jail. Well, no, they say later. But much later. Yeah, but the reason why she was going there was to free Duncan with the money that the prince gave her for borrowing the horse. I thought his name was Maurice. It is. I was being silly. Duncan from 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 Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. I was was trying to see if you guys were just like, (laughs) all right, we'll go with Duncan. Francisco, you must know. You're straight of all these names. (laughs) He was talking about Duncan Donuts and then. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Why was Drew Barrymore going Duncan Donuts? I can see. It's obvious. Sorry. Sesame Donuts is so much better. Um, Anyway. It okay. You say I remember them talking about it. That yeah. oh, I can go and buy Maurice's freedom back. But I thought they said no, don't do that because she'll just sell him again or something like that. Yeah, I, but she decided to do it anyway. Well, see, but that didn't because she said she wanted to take care of the you know those that work there. Okay, and I just did not follow her her well, that's I thought she was going to be like, oh well, movie. that's a good point. I guess I shouldn't buy him back because she'll just get sold. He'll well, just get it shows sold how stubborn she is. When she comes to a conviction, she'll see it through. Is that happen to be one of your dislikes, Paul? No, it's, oh. it's just I think it's a positive strength to her character. Well, what's a negative strength to her character in your? Let's opinion? go back for me. One of the this the way the movie starts out, I I thought it was great that they brought the the Grimm brothers in and the, you know, the grand lady uh, tells how that really begins. And then yeah, how she they, gives the how most, she had the heart of the sea diamond. No, and, no, no. And that's Titanic. That's a different movie, <laughs> but this is a fairy tale movie. And she gives the worst line read, the worst acting of all the things. What are you she ta- says, what are you talking about? Now? No, that would have been better. She says, now then what is the phrase you use? Oh, yes. yes. Once upon a time. It's like she's bored out of her skull. <laughs> and this is the hundredth time she's saying, once upon a time. It is the worst. It just totally drags you out. It doesn't prepare you like, okay, let's get into this story. Let's see how it goes. It's like, it's the worst reading of the line ever. Well, Paul, I think that's almost I think that's almost an insight into her character. Like she's annoyed that these people don't get the story right. That's true. I well, that's not making me interested in her side. <laughs> that's for sure. I you gotta for save sure the cat lady. Smoked, smoked like a pack a day or something. Oh my, like yeah. Just about that. That might have actually been more interesting. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh, guys. 
Um, okay. Uh, well, moving on. moving on. Yes, Kim, what's something you didn't like? Um, Monsieur Le Pew. Oh, who was that? The he guy. Was the oh, that go ahead. Sold to and. Oh yes. Yeah, he kept making advances towards. He is the creepiest character. He, I can't. And even now, I just I can't handle watching him. I don't know if it's the teeth, the way he talks. But the guy gives me the creeps. Yeah, I I totally get that though. There, I I gotta say, he's supposed to there's be that something way. about his voice where I'm like, man, you have some a quality to your voice that is so rich and yeah. unsettling. It's 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 very unique. And apparently, he played um, uh, he is one of the main characters in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the one with Tim Curry. Riff Raff, I think is who he is. So he's he's in other things and has that sort of creepy vibe going. Yeah, um but quite perverse. I know it was yeah. meant to be, but that was just uh, I could yeah. do it. <laughs> I I could totally see that. Probably why he was you, hired. I'm I'm as a sidebar, do you think that Danielle ended up killing him? No. Really? Because I, I mean so. why why wasn't he trailing her on the way out or trying She tied him up or something. I think he saw that the prince and whoever else was there, so he didn't want to go out and mess with that. Oh, like maybe he was running up to the door a little bit, yeah. and then I, <laughs> I, I figured she made sure that he didn't go after her, not to the point of death, but either blocked him, tied him up, or did something. Maybe like took out his kneecaps. Yeah, <laughs> he'll live. Curious. Let him bleed out a little. <laughs> I don't think her character, if in that mindset, could have killed somebody. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that assessment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just curious, uh, Paul. I'm also curious. What's something else you didn't like? All right, let's jump aboard your logic train again. Choo-choo. How in the world could Cinderella have been beaten like that? She could, she could fight off the mother. She's a grown woman. Where are we? What part? Are you okay, the about? whips on her back. All of oh, a sudden, like, yeah. oh, this will be taken care of. Next scene, she has all these whip marks on her back. Yeah, like, and she's a feisty young woman who would I I think would have fought back. There's no way that Angelica Houston's character could have done that without Drew Barrymore's character submitting to that. Well, maybe it just didn't she, follow the sense. Maybe at that point she was still trying to be. Uh, no, no. It was after that, after their sort of break. And, yeah. Okay. She probably yeah. was. I don't know. I would think forced I think to the, do it and held down. Maybe. Yeah. By who? The by the two sir. old ladies. <laughs> Come on. And Duncan. You know, yeah. He, he's blind, but he could. Yeah. Sell. Yeah. You're not convincing. Me. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's why they just cut to it because there's no way that could have happened. <laughs> yeah. Next I, scene. <laughs> illogical next scene. <laughs> wow. Well, this wasn't so much for me an illogical thing, but I thought that this is more of on the technical cinematography side of this movie. The day for night shots were pretty obvious that it was that oh, it was day notice. for night. Uh, it's not when they're like, for instance, this is after uh, they're returning home from the gypsies. Like when they're at the gypsies, you can tell it's night. I mean, and they're using the the DPs using the fire to light them. That's all well and good. And but when they're returning and there's no natural light, really, 
it's and they're all like super blue face. It's it's a very obvious day for night. And so Oh, I, I thought it was just early morning. Like no they stayed problem. the night with the gypsies, yeah. so they were up Even all night. Even if it was early and morning, that's why she it was it wouldn't sleepy. look like that. They wouldn't look like Blue Man Group, okay? Oh, it's, I thought I didn't notice. That's just but, it was like pre-dawn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys. You yeah. guys. It was sorry. Cool. No. I'm not up with your hip new fangle babble. It was as the moon was setting cuz that's what it was. But then they yeah. wouldn't be blue, they'd be more like a uh, I don't know, off white or something. Moon. I don't know. Just, just yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> got to be true because that's what the old lady it, says. That's oh how she's telling Oh my gosh. It, yeah. bo- it bothered me. Well, that's fine. What's something else that bothered you? For me? Yeah. Let's go back aboard this uh, logic train. Wow. There's lots of cars to this logic train. Yes. Okay. Every other time that, that Danielle turns, uh, you know, spins around and changes her outfit into uh, Cinderella or whatever, every time she goes out dressed up, it's a different dress. And I'm like, how, where in the world is she getting this plethora of dresses? Where are they hiding all these fancy dresses? It's her sisters? Yeah. They don't- sisters. Yeah. Because if you look, there's there's one scene where Marguerite says no to a certain dress because Henry always likes blue because they're they're looking for dresses for the ball. Uh-huh. And then she goes out. I think it's the monastery, actually. She goes out in that same blue dress. Yeah. Oh. I was one because thank you. I was wondering where in the this this is a poor family. Where is she getting her, all these clothes? So it's the it's her stepsister's clothes. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm going to have to take that off my list. Thank you for convincing me. <laughs> um, let's see. What's something that this movie couldn't convince you of in terms of, like me, like me. This is a part that you should like, Kim. But you don't like it. Um, some of the, going back to the technical difficulties, like mm-hmm. when Henry was being chased, uh, was chasing the thief for the Mona Lisa. Yeah. He goes down the cliff. Well, going down the cliff, there's him and the thief. And we get the water. Where's the thief? Yeah. There's only that Henry. Too. That drove me nuts. I even said it <laughs> today. And then like the leaves were changing. I don't know. Just that part really irks me. And I'm like, I can't do it. I mean, yeah. Good for you. You got the painting back. But where's the guy? Did he uh, who cares? He's a thief. He's at the bottom of the river floating. Well, where'd down, he go? You know? It just didn't show like. With the current. <laughs> He's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> oh, calm. Gosh. It was a calm tranquil area it's just that part bugged me yeah and he didn't yeah. seem all concerned about where the guy went or anything well like he shouldn't that. be because he's a gypsy <laughs> i'm i'm not a gypsy hater i'm just against uh thieves all right fine, fine. and i know what something i'm against what <sighs> at the end <clears throat> oh i'm a hate i hate that too <laughs> No, when, go ahead. when Henry like looks across the way and sees her in this beautiful butterfly or not butterfly, um, I guess bird dress costume thing. I thought it was butterfly. It's not. Well, but because they talked about I'm a I'm she a fish and and he has and he's a I thought a bird and he has wings. Yeah. Yeah, da Vinci made that thing where he said, "Oh, then we'll just have to make you wings or something." Yes. So there was a bee. <laughs> yeah, a, a bird may love a fish, Signore, but. Thank yes, you thank you. Yeah, and that is my wife so, helping there. See, I'm, forgive me, it's now 11.30. No worries. Um, uh, yeah, so he made her into a bird. Yeah. Yes. All beside the point. That costume's fine. I, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. 
Okay. So he looks along the across the way. Henry's still like, "Yes, he's here for the love of my life. Let me he go is. walk across." And and they're together. And you're thinking, "Oh yay, this is gonna, this is actually gonna work out. Hooray!" And then she's like, "Before we go, another moment. I need to tell you something." And then she lets that pass, and they go for it. And then Angelica Houston outs her. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh! If you just, you just spit so- it out." Then the truth, and we could avoid all this horse poop, but no. Nope. It's time to go through the horse poop. <sighs> I hate manure. <laughs> um, Why does it always <clears throat> have to be manure? <laughs> <laughs> but so that's something that I, I, yes, I get your build intention. You want well, to have some sort of Well, she's caught up in the moment. You know, there's music and everyone's we're looking gonna talk, at We're going to talk about more of that coming up here. Oh, but, no. <laughs> but that, that part bothered me and uh, you know i i get you want you're trying to extend your story some but it still bothered me uh paul it was it was the uh the the gypsies he invited the gypsies that were distracting her yeah yeah paul it was something that what, i didn't yeah, like more, was actually yeah. watching angelica houston be so mean i mean i did oh, say yeah. that she yeah, yeah. she did a good job but oh that it just irked me that how it was kind of hard to watch. Yes, yeah. it was very yeah. hard for me to watch and sit through. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, I appreciated it, so it doesn't make a dislike for me. But yeah, I, I can, I can empathize with that, Paul. Uh, but let's go ahead, guys, and get to our tragic makers—the things that we thought were the worst parts about Ever After. Uh, Paul, why don't you start us off? Uh, the Prince. What I thought the prince was what? the worst part of this movie. The, Here's the why: actor or the the character. Oh, uh, they could have done better with an actor, sure. Really? But okay, uh, not to be mean to the actor, he did a fine job, probably better than I could. Okay, <laughs> but raising when, that bar so high, <laughs> when <laughs> hey, that's I, I that was a compliment if you've ever seen me in real life. Oh, anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he. Like, uh, just really okay. First of all, he l- lets Angelica Houston tear her costume apart, doesn't do anything, and then just verbally, verbally rips into her after all that and says, You know, do not be so common with me or, or you know, friendly, whatever. It, it, it he, in my it mind is just not worthy of her so i don't know oh just because you know he said her name afterwards yeah i kind of get how sometimes you're in love and and it doesn't quote unquote make sense but it doesn't make sense he's too much of a big jerk he he is not good enough for her in my opinion and so you don't feel like that betrayal would have would have caused that feel this sense of feeling betrayed like or that i don't apparently yes, i don't know okay, who you are tr- so now all of a sudden what what else don't i know about you I right know. so have that discussion in private not in front of everybody he's the prince though i don't think he cares yeah. well that's the problem he doesn't care enough he's a bit of a spoiled brat yes yeah that's true exactly yeah. well thank you for agreeing that's part Moving of the, the growth he's his arc is Realizing, you know, he needs to build a university to be a better person. Oh, which he like already that. did before then. He, th- that university is not built in the span of this movie, Paul. What is this? A school for ants? <laughs> <laughs> the building needs to be at least 
three times as big as this. I'm getting that quote wrong. I apologize. Yeah, anyway, Zoolander, yes. for those people who don't know. Yes. But but he came to the idea. He already came to the conclusion of building it before this scene. Took yes. The, yeah, the, the conclusion of building it. I understand that. I'm just I, saying. To me, that's he's one, unredeemable. Whoa. Okay, that's okay. That's too far. Uh, that's, for me, he's not worthy. Sorry. My classic maker is Drew Barrymore. My cl- my tragic maker is the prince. Sorry, this Jesus. is not a good matchup. Sorry, Jesus, you can't redeem this guy. No, no way, no how. He's fiction, not pers- not real. Oh, maybe we'll get into that. He comes after to later. save her when he finds out that he's she's been sold. Yeah. that doesn't redeem him in yeah, any Paul. way. No, if there's somebody unworthy of me trying to come after me when I'm in trouble, doesn't make him worthy. It's kind of about second chances. Yeah, where's the grace? You know what? No, a a a bad guy is a bad guy. Wow. He's not saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't," you know, stop your mother from ripping you apart. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, you know, after standing there, you know, just kind of, oh, okay, let's go on her side. What is this about? You know, rather than. First of all, don't you dare do that to her. That's, you know, the love of my life. Not standing up for her there. Yes, I understand that he's in shock. Fine, but you don't jump on her side and continue to rip her apart, this time verbally. Well, he was hurt, too. Uh, it's no he excuse. Not once, but twice. Nope. Nah, no excuse for me. told that he was engaged, and now she's a, you know. Yep. Commoner. He said he wanted to marry for love, not because she's a, 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 a some high-ranking official. So he finds out she's not a high-ranking official. Oh, now it matters. That's a double standard. No, it's not going to fly by me. You well, know what? Let's fly. They ripped by her wings this. off. They ripped my wings off. Let's go <laughs> to Kim's tragic maker now. Uh, the accents. Just in general. Yeah, I mean, oh. when you see that E and the line over it, why'd you need that? And can't we just have a normal E and the A too? It does. They don't. All right, the now N you're offending half the world. <laughs> I don't get I this. Mean, I meant like it's supposed to be set in France. Why does everybody have a British accent? Yeah, and totally. I'm sorry they haven't. You- they haven't. This was back before the French accent that we know today has settled in. This so was it's just British. It was, was actually just converting from the germanic right. that was over the whole european area wow. and that each one was getting its own i division. don't think the germanic was in the italian area where no. rome started Paul. i did not like drew barrymore's accent at all it mm. was for me the dialect of the british her british accent was all over england i couldn't yeah. answer <laughs> she was like here she's being very posh in london and then oh she's you know up in Yorkshire and then down in Somerset. Yeah. I, and sometimes yes. she sounded Welsh too. I couldn't handle it. I could not, oh. that's part I could not handle. See, I wouldn't, I, she sounded British to me. I would not be able to pick out different regional dialects. So this that, is, hats off to you, Kim, for being able to do that. But this is where ignorance is bliss because I didn't mind at all either because I had no knowledge of it. But she, I understand for people who are, <laughs> are, uh, dialect, uh, Focused, or conscious. Focused, yeah. Uh, yeah. That could that could be infuriating. Would you have preferred yeah. it, Kim, if she had just done her straight American accent, a la Kevin Costner? Uh, no, 
because I <laughs> thought about her in like ET and stuff because she had those moments where it was like, oh, there's little Drew Barrymore and being little oh. sister. Don't, I won't go any farther, I promise. Um, <laughs> I just, I think that she could have done better maybe with a better dialect coach or something. If oh, she okay. had, I don't know if she did. Probably I, not. I just think, <laughs> I just think she could have done a little bit better on that school. Good. So, you, <laughs> so you wouldn't have recast it necessarily. You just would have want her no, to up her game. Up, yeah, just upped it just a little. And well, they only had a twenty-six million dollar budget. That would have only been twenty-six million. I think it went on to the masked ball scene. Yeah, yeah. With all the moving waves and, and stuff. There. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of masked ball scenes, Francisco, what was your thing that you hated the most? Well. Here we oh. go. I, I actually I don't know if this tops yours, Paul. I kind of wanted to would put yours at the end if I knew that's what it was. But <laughs> okay, so you know the whole it's it's a great it's a great sequence where uh, they're able to uh, Henry and Danielle slash uh, Conteste something something uh, mm-hmm. are able Lecrae. to Lecrae is that what it is? Delancre. Oh, like like my like my drink here, Lecrae. No, or I, think, I think that's the rapper. Or, oh yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> anyway, they they meet up. I think it's like in the morning they're gonna they get on a carriage and then they end up they're gonna walk to the monastery. I think and then they they're walking back and the gypsies get them. All this stuff happens, right? And it's it's fun getting to see their their relationships their relationship flower like i i spoke to before yeah that's what it's all about right? but you know what if daniela had just kept track of time and not been out until whatever like until the you guys say dawn hours i say night night for day or day for night hours um she wouldn't have lost her dowry like that 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 um the dress to uh uh marguerite um, her father's book wouldn't have been destroyed in the fire. She could have avoided all this mishmash if she just would have like, oh, the sun's actually saying, maybe I should get back. <sighs> Why? Because they only steal her stuff during the night? No, she wouldn't have had a reason for them to take her, her dowry and, and her book. They would have taken she, it either no, way. No, no, no. If she had gotten back in time to, to not inflame so. the ire of her of her uh, stepmom, she would have been fine. They were, I don't, they were I don't already think looking so. for items to yeah. make her not go to the ball. She wouldn't have burned Water. the book, though. They wouldn't have burned her dad's book because they wouldn't have gotten <laughs> into a fight that would have been like, oh, well, let me take this because this is your prized possession, so I'm going to uh, hold it over the fire and then burn it anyways. Which, by the way, that's a... Pretty messed up move. Oh my gosh! I mean, I saw it, it coming. I caught, saw it coming, uh, Margaret, Marguerite, whatever your name is. But ugh. <laughs> but back to them being out so late. I mean, haven't you ever lost track of time with I, your wife, and let, you know you're so in love, and it's all about them? I well, maybe that's why. Actually, no. Yeah, I guess. I guess I have lost track of time. You know that what? does happen. That that Fellowship of the Rings didn't feel like three hours of an Very extended point. version. All right, wrapping it right back around. All right, good point. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Boy, so this movie's <laughs> not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Fine. 
I'm just saying that's not that. To be in love with something, you lose track of time when you're trying to get into it. Or never mind. Stop there. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes. I think we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. All right, guys. Do we rate Ever After a classic movie? We recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend people rewatch this movie. Uh, like if you've seen it as a kid or a young adult, it's probably be fun to revisit. But people who haven't seen it before, they probably wouldn't really get much out of it. Or a tragic, we'd recommend no one see this. It's not worth anyone's time today. So let's start with our guest. Kim, how do you rate Ever After? I think classic. I did start as nostalgic. Classic, yeah. And oh yeah, you upped it. Okay. Because you've got to see the jokes that we talk about right just there. And it's good to see it once if you hate it or not. Mm-hmm. Just just to watch it and okay. see it all unfold and get your own opinion. Nice. Well there you go. Very good. So classic from Kim. Paul, what say you? Um, and, and your prediction was classic? My prediction was classic. It had been a while. I saw this in the theaters. I own it. Um, I remember liking it. But this time around, I did not like it. But if you liked it before, chances are, I think most of, especially the people that said, oh, it's my favorite movie. If, if you remember liking it, I think chances are you would enjoy rewatching it again. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, I would say skip it because of the reasons why I talked about. So I'm going to say it's nostalgic. Okay. So classic and nostalgic. So we flip flopped. You did. You guys did flip flop. And so I came into this uh, this recording not really sure of my final rating if it's going to be um, nostalgic or classic. It definitely but you what, predicted. I predicted tragic, but after yeah. watching, I'm like, oh, this isn't a tragic. Um, but I'm not quite sure where it lands. Are uh, you still not sure? Uh, yeah, I was hoping you guys would help sway me, but now I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's tragic. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's no. not tragic. Oh, there um, you go. It's got to be watched. Yeah, but I'm, I'm at least to think, once to hate it. Well, did I enjoy <laughs> watching on. this? <laughs> I. I definitely enjoyed watching it. I could see how it would be quotable. Um, where I let my kids watch it. I'm like going through the rationale like of what, what sort of makes a classic for me. My kids watch it with me. Yeah, I'd probably let my my kids watch it when they were older and I didn't fall asleep during it. I would rather die a thousand deaths than see my mother's dress on that spoiled selfish cow. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to say classic. Oh, <laughs> well, it's disputed, so there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is disputed. According to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate uh, Ever After a Cinderella Story a disputed classic movie. We'd recommend you go and see this uh, if even if you've never seen it before, and if you remember liking it. Uh, or maybe if you've just seen it before but don't remember liking it necessarily, it may be worth your time revisiting and giving it another shot today. 
All right. So, real quick question: Did that scene bother you with the with the prince rejecting Danielle there at the the ball? Eh, I mean, I, I felt really. like okay. Uh, I guess this has to happen now. I felt no, like it doesn't have to happen. That's no, why it, it didn't have to happen because no. if she would have just told the truth right when he yeah. got up to her, right. it wouldn't have had to happen. Another point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well. With that, let's get to our feedback and announcements. Us, please bring up the commsats. Commsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right, so if you go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote, we've mentioned this earlier in the show, uh, you get to uh, help decide the movies we're going to cover on the podcast. And you only have a couple more weeks before we're going to close voting uh, by the time you listen to this. We're going to close it uh, mid-January of 2018. Uh, so you're actually listening to this in 2018. Happy New Year, everyone. I uh, hope you Too had late. a safe and happy Already had a happy one. Have another happy new year then, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. But so the the top five movies at this point when we're recording this, if we were to lock in voting, we would be covering the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, the first one, uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Tombstone, Legend, and The Jungle Book. So we oh. have uh, 10 more movies that I'm not mentioning here, but if you want to it, it, vote any of those down or vote other ones up, go do that. Before we close the for the next... Is the Jungle Book the live-action one oh. or the animated Disney one? Just well, curious. you know, we cover movies that are 15 years or older, so what do you right. think, Paul? No, there's two that are... Oh, the, yeah, where he Mowgli's like a teenager or 20-something. Yeah, yeah. Who's Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Is that on our list? No. Uh, oh, we should put it on our list. I like that one. It's not... Tar- the Tarzan... Jungle, Jungle Book, Book or Moral Combat? No, Jungle Book. Oh, okay. No, I, anyway, anyway, anyway. So it's the Disney animated. It's the Disney okay. animated, the Jungle, Jungle Book. Thank you for clarifying that. First mate, master interrupter powers. You're welcome. It's what I do. Also want to remind you to go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store to buy our hoodies, our t-shirts, and that's a great way to help support the show. So, actually, no feedback this time, uh, but uh, Paul will share how you can get in contact with us. If you would like to leave us feedback, though, on this episode or any other, the the best places to do it are in the comments section of our show notes page or in our Facebook group, which you can join by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. Yeah, so we just have about reached our last nap point and the end of the show. If you are new to our podcast, thank you so much for listening this far. I imagine that we entertained you to some degree. Uh, so why not just subscribe to the show? I mean, get entertained to even more degrees, uh, especially since it doesn't cost you anything. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or any podcatcher you like. Uh, but if you have... Uh, really enjoyed the show for a long time now uh please consider becoming one of our patrons go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash support to help support us financially for a dollar an episode which is about two dollars a month you get more content you get things like movie and theology discussion forever after we also have uh, movie commentaries we did a, a tv watch through of the first few episodes of the 
old DuckTales. So lots of content there if you're one of our patrons. Uh, and that it just helps keep the show afloat, keeps us flying. So thank you. And thank you to all our current patrons. Your support makes a big difference. So thank you. With that, though, we now have actually reached Nav Point Omega. Paul, do you have any intel on our next mission? I sure do. Next time, we'll be going back to the year 1997 for Disney's Hercules. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. is from the Nutty Professor. But anyway. Yeah, but yeah exactly. <laughs> so if you want to share your memories about Disney's Hercules... Uh, or talk to us about anything, actually. Contact us at Retro Rewind Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And you can also check out our videos and game streams and pod trailers on youtube.com slash Retro Rewind Podcast. And if you, wanna, if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. And I have all my social media links there. And uh, come by and say hi. I will say hi right now. Hi, Paul. Hi, because no one else will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, regardless of who says hi or not, I thank you so much, Paul, for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host. So so awesome to travel on this movie time stream with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, you better be thanking me. Yeah, you know what else? Knew who else we should thank? I think we should thank Kim. Thank you yeah. so much, Kim, Aww, for so coming <laughs> for coming on board this episode and being a guest. It was awesome having you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, enjoyable. Oh, good. So glad to hear that, <laughs> Kim. How can people uh, find you online if they want to reach out to you? And is there anything you'd like to promote? I. I'm starting up my business, my freelance business. You can mm-hmm. find me online at the number one, then K squared at res- squaredresources.com. So it's 1K squaredresources.com. Awesome. And all of my social media links can be found there. Awesome. Very, very cool. And just so, remind us in case people were just like falling asleep or something during the intro, you do oh, social right. media uh, consulting I, or I do social it? media marketing, WordPress website building and virtual assistance. And that comes event planning and pretty much anything that you don't want to do. I'll do it. Awesome. Within reason. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> I would hope so. so. but thank you again so much kim for being a part of this show and hope you'll uh, come back another time oh but you know who i want to thank the most paul i mean we can i can thank you i can thank kim oh man (laughs) here we go yes thank you god the most so maybe just a step below god i want to thank our listeners because it's it's so awesome having you like Download these episodes, listen to our show. Uh, I mean, me and Paul are just a couple schmoes that are are good friends, but we love talking about these movies, and we love that uh, you tune you tune in, you download and listen to these, and it's it's fun game to interact with you and to to meet the, those of you who we have met. That's awesome. So we pray that whatever you're doing, wherever you are whether you're commuting, doing dishes, doing push-ups, whatever, we pray that you're more joyful, in a more joyful mood now than when you first hit play. So thank you so much for listening to this show. 
And don't forget that you can find us on the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com and catch us on the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. As a fellow podcaster, I am sorry. My mouth has run away with me again. Oh, no, my lady. It is your mouth that has me hypnotized. <laughs> I don't even remember that part. <laughs> oh, it was during the gypsy scene when yes. they were in the cave. It's part of the banter that you love so it's much. I don't remember that. I think we got to change my range of nostalgic. Sorry, guys. <laughs>